5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 1, 1, 1, 1. We have ignition. Strap in. You're tuned into the God Stories Radio Podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com. Welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 57. I'm Mike. I'm Fritz. And I'm Trish. All right, 57 is here. It is here. And our guest is here. Thank goodness. You really? know, we, we tried to do a phone in with JD last week and it just it wasn't happening. It wasn't. It was the first one we uh, trashed since we started. You know, at first GSR. I was a little angry because I figured, you know, that was a really good testimony and, and um, the story was amazing. And here it is, just Satan just fouled the whole thing up when, when the truth is he was just supposed to be here in person. That's what it was. Live and in color. <laughs> and in color, absolutely. Speaking of live, we're going to be at WTLN this week, Saturday night, WTLN with Pastor Johnny and Pastor Vic. Yes, we are. Live on Second the Vision time Radio live. program. So tune in on YouTube and see our faces for radio. <laughs> yeah, mm. really. The Vision Radio program. Program. YouTube. On YouTube. Right. Or you can listen live on WTLN.com. Or live on 950 on your AM dial. Man, that was smooth. Real smooth. We ought to think about doing this. <laughs> For a living, really? Yeah. <laughs> Trish, what's going on over there? You got some shout-outs this week? I do. I wanted uh, to ask you guys to keep my neighbor, Glenda Sparks, in, in some prayer. She's testing to address um, numerous health issues she's going through while she's helping to take care of her 93-year-old blessing of a mother, Miss Esther. Wow. Yeah. So if you could keep her in prayer. Absolutely. And okay. I wanted to give a shout out to Lily and Chester Seward, who have liked us on Facebook, and Eric Cope, as well as Tyler McKenzie of Z88.3 Radio. Fantastic. Love you guys. Thank you, Tyler. And uh, Joy Downing. Also wanted to give a shout out to some countries, Japan, the Philippines, and Thailand. Wow. Hello. Thailand. Right. Wow. Welcome. Welcome to the program. Figured I'd cover Asia. There we go. <laughs> yeah, Asia. Welcome to the program. We love you. Next week, we'll do the South Pacific. <clears throat> oh, and I wanted to give out the phone number if you want to call in so that you can do a call-in testimony. We think we have it down now. So okay. We know we do. We know we do. Fritz knows he does. He does. What's a couple hundred bucks to fix it? Oh, boy. it's Well, we have the donate button, but yes, we won't we go do. there right now. Yeah. <laughs> the phone number to call is 407 407- 920-3883 407-920-3883 and you can set up to do your testimony from anywhere in the world that's mm-hmm. right and our country code is one right so if you dial a country code yes yes thank you there you go yeah all right yeah so if, but we're waiting for you to call in that's right so we can get your testimony on the air or at least yeah. hit us up on the gmail god stories radio at gmail or give us ourselves some encouragement yes. that you liked what you heard or give us some feedback. Yeah. That'd be great. Speaking Wrong. of which, I just wanted to say thank you to Lily Seward for 
posting on our Facebook page. She did. She that doesn't really uh, know, know how timely that timely was. And the first verse that was given as well. Oh, my goodness. It's the one that so, I stand on. Oh, you know it. So thank you, Lily. We really appreciate you, for one, being obedient to the Spirit, because uh, that needed to be said and it needed to be heard. We needed we needed that bone. And, right and at that time. Thank you for... Uh, for being obedient and doing that so yeah, she posted a message on facebook so definitely find us on facebook at god stories radio and also on twitter at god stories radio yes you can tweet us you can and www.godstoriesradio.com on google plus all right and trish yes. you know our guest so we'll our let you guest. introduce them he is, well, he and I talked one night for over three hours, and he, he started drugs at nine, just as I did. His father died when he was nine, just as mine did. Wow. And he lived in Washington, D.C., just, just as, as I did. Just as you did? You were brother and sister? We are. He is my brother from another mother, <laughs> I just have to say. <laughs> now, now, I wasn't living in Washington, D.C. for that experience. I actually moved to Washington, D.C. for about two and a half years doing some ministry for the Lord. Right. But uh, I was actually living in Plant City, Florida at the time of my dad's death. Well, I'll introduce you, J.D. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in. Thanks for being here. We're glad you're here in person. Yes, it it's, was supposed to be. <laughs> it's good to be here in person. Uh, puts a lot more um, volume to it to actually be here in person. To Amen. That's the, way we, like, that's the way we like it. And we and appreciate we the swag. Right. Yes. And thank you for the T-shirts. You're very welcome. It's a blessing to be able to give them away. I mean, Amen. the Lord has just really blessed me to be able to do that, to not worry about the things of this world and just be about my Father's business. And I think that's what it's all about. I mean, that's where my joy is, is doing things for God. Amen. Mm -hmm. Last week we got a signed autographed book, and this week we got a T-shirt, a Jesus T-shirt. <laughs> right. We're set. Amen. Yeah, I, I um, kind of grew up in the average family. Uh, dad, uh, three of the kids in the family, mom, and like I say, my dad uh, died in a car accident at the age of nine. And we didn't have any kind of relationship with Christ, so we were just open targets for the enemy. And he came in and just took over our family. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were into anything and everything that you could get into that we wasn't supposed to be into. And, you know, you don't even really think about it when you're living in sin as to him even having a hold of you. Mm. You know, they, they say that it just blinds you, and that's exactly what it does. You have no idea what you're doing. You don't even think that what you're doing is wrong. You just about living your life, living in this lost state. And until the Lord works through you and wakes you up, you're not going to know. I mean, just like when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And that's just so real. It's, it, you experience it in your own life and just see how real that really is. And until you experience it, you just don't know. You know, even in my walk, since I started my walk, which uh, happened in 2001, listening to the Bible on CD out in the middle of the desert, even since that point, you know, that's where you start on that bottle. 
you get that bottle of milk and you start sucking on that bottle and so you're this little toddler that's falling down and getting back up and falling down and getting back up and every time you fall down you don't even know that you've fallen down you're just down and then the lord picks you back up and then you look back at what you just did and you're just appalled at your own self what you just did you know and there's been several times in my walk with christ where i've fallen down you know but thank god through his grace he keeps picking me back up amen but my conversion experience i was actually um had a couple friends that I rode motorcycles with that started going back to church uh, because they were actually raised in a church their their whole life, and they got away from it. And they started going back, and one of the gentlemen started sharing with me one day, and he says, you know, you ought to think about reading the Bible. And at that point, I said, you know, I just I don't like to read. I just hate to read. And my reading comprehension was maybe... I mean, this is probably exaggerating. Third grade level, maybe, if it was even that good. I mean, I made it through high school just being a total idiot. You know, it's like they just pass you through just to get rid of you. So anyway, uh, started listening to the Bible on CD going across the country. Went, uh, let's see, from Florida. I went up into the Northeast, and then they shot me all the way across to Portland, Oregon. And every day I would listen to a CD and then I would go back to listening to my typical classic rock and roll, which was what I was into before my conversion. And so every day I'd, I would taste a little bit more of the Bible every day. And then I'd go back to my rock and roll music again. Got all the way out to Portland, started turning around and coming back the other way. And that particular day i didn't turn the bible on i just started out with my classic rock and roll music mm-hmm. before i ever got up out of portland i pulled up to a traffic light and there was another truck trying to make a right hand turn coming towards me and he couldn't make the turn with me sitting there so being the nice truck driver i looked at my mirrors didn't see anybody and started backing up a little bit ran into a car oh. And I'm thinking, man, this is perfect. I start my day out back in the world instead of with God. And it cost me. And so anyway, got through that whole ordeal. Got started back out across uh, the country. And I got to a place in Wyoming just outside of a town called Little America. And I'm listening to the Bible, and I get to the end of one of the CDs, And I just shut everything off. And I'm just being totally quiet. And I hear this still small voice just speak in my ear. And it said, I love God. And I never heard anything like that before. And so I repeated, I spoke it out of my mouth, what that little voice had said. And just as soon as I spoke that out of my mouth, it just brought me to tears. And that was new to me. I mean, I didn't know anybody that was really in, let's say, in the faith. I mean, I had friends that were dabbling in it. But to say 
to know people that were in the faith. I didn't know anybody that was in the faith. Nobody. So anyway, I was just about done driving for the day when this happened to me. I stop at this truck stop called Little America. It's out in Wyoming. It's actually a place. <laughs> and so uh, I got fuel. And the whole time I'm just thinking about what just happened out there on the road. You know, it was just so unbelievable to me to hear this voice speaking to me. And so I got fuel, and I went and I backed into a parking spot. And I'm just sitting there thinking about what happened. And after driving all day, uh, the truck I had at the time, I mean, it was, uh, I wouldn't say it was a very good riding truck, so it made your neck really sore after driving all day. So I'm sitting there, and I just kind of tilted my head back and forth, and I said, boy, my neck hurts. And just as soon as I did that, this power sensation came over me. And it just kept building and building and building and building. It felt like I was plugged into a huge electrical transformer. I mean, it was just incredible. But this was all so new to me, it was scaring the snot out of me. I mean, I was scared to death. Uh, I had a, a curtain that I could wrap around the windshield of this truck. I wrapped this curtain around real quick, and I jumped in the bunk, and I'm back there just crying, asking God, what is happening to me? Because this power sensation was so powerful, and I didn't know what it was. Never been around it, didn't know what the Holy Spirit was, had no idea. And so I'm back there crying. And I see a vision of me setting up praying. And so all I did was copied the vision. And at the time, it was just a, like a little vision, just putting your hands together like a little child. You know, like in a triangle, like a little child. And then once I did that, then the vision changed to having my hands over my head, worshiping God. And so I'm copying this vision, and I'm doing this with my eyes closed, because I'm still, I'm, I don't, I'm clueless. I have no idea what's going on. And so at that point, I just said, Lord, open my eyes and let me see. And so here I open my eyes in this truck, and there ain't nothing going on. It's just an empty truck, and I'm in this empty truck with this power sensation that I still don't know what this is. But after listening to the Bible over and over and over and hearing how Jesus would lay hands and there were certain instances in the Bible where he talked about the virtue going out of him when people would touch him or when he would pray for somebody. Well, this power sensation was stronger in my hands than anywhere else in my body. So here I'm thinking, man, I need to get out of this truck, go find somebody that's sick, go lay hands on them, because with this power sensation going through me, I know God's going to heal somebody. So I jump out of this truck, and I start wandering all over this truck stop. I'm going to every handicapped parking spot everywhere in this truck stop looking for somebody that's sick. Nobody's in a handicapped parking spot. And it was so weird. Uh, I'd been crying so much that I put my sunglasses on so nobody would know I was crying. Mm -hmm. And every time I would walk past somebody, 
they would just turn and look at me like I was glowing or something. You know, I mean, they kept doing it so much, I actually had to go look at myself in the mirror and see if I was glowing. And I went and looked, looked just like I did. <laughs> no difference, couldn't tell anything. But anyway, wandered around, wandered around, wandered around looking for somebody. Never could find anybody that looked like they were uh, sick or anything. And then I'm heading back to my truck, and I see this other gentleman that's up on top of a tanker truck. And I'm thinking, man, maybe that guy's going to fall off or something, and I'm supposed to be here to rescue him, laying hands on him in Jesus' name, and this guy's going to come back to life if it kills him or something. So I'm standing there watching him. And then he starts watching me. And this looked just really awkward. <laughs> you know, so, so finally, I can imagine. So finally, I just like, okay, I turned away from him, you know, and I kind of looked around a little more. But the power sensation, it was so incredible that to walk around, I didn't even feel like I was touching the ground. It just felt like you were floating everywhere that you went. You know, I truly believe that that was the Holy Spirit in such a magnitude of power at that particular point in my life, if there would have been a lake around there, I could have walked on water. I mean, because it didn't feel like I was touching the ground anyway. And so I finally, after looking and looking and looking, never could find anything. So I went back over to the truck, and I climbed back in the truck and just sat in the driver's seat. And then the power sensation just started draining off. And then finally, I was just right back to where I was. Still not knowing anything about it. Had no idea. I started calling my friends and asking them. And nobody that I could call knew anything about what I had experienced. Started calling my family, sharing all this stuff with them. And they thought I had absolutely lost my mind. Mm-hmm. You're hearing voices. You have lost your mind. Because nobody in my family knew God at all. Nobody. And so this kept going on. And, you know, I could at this point, I could hear this voice just speaking to me just as plain as I'm sitting here speaking to y'all. I would ask a question, and instantly it would either speak the answer to me or just as soon as I'd turn the Bible back on, the answer that I was asking was right there. He was answering every question I asked. And to me, it was still scary. <laughs> I don't know who this person is that's talking to me. I really don't. I don't know who this person is. And so I'm calling people and sharing this with them. And the more people I called, the crazier they're thinking I am. And then this started turning to a negative because God kept telling me to shut up, that he wanted to teach me. He's working on you. He was working on me. But I kept chasing after people, chasing after people, For a chasing after people. For a confirmation, exactly. And the more I went chasing after people, he finally just let go. He took down the veil that was protecting me, and he let me experience the most frightening experience that any person could ever go through. I mean, I was absolutely terrified, 
every time I turned the Bible on, everything that came across that Bible was pointing its finger at me that I was going straight to hell. Every single time. Every radio station I turned on, my classic rock and roll radio station, everything was against me. Everything. There was a point that I was so scared, just running. And there's a biblical verse for it when he says that you shall run when no one is chasing after you. And I experienced that. I know exactly what he's talking about. It was so scary. And I was still calling people, just looking for help, looking for help, looking for help. And I finally got to a truck stop in South Carolina. And I was in such absolute fear that I was just frozen. I couldn't move. I was too scared to even get out of the truck. And at this point, my older sister called me. And she was like, you know, are you okay? Where are you at? I'll come and get you right now. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And, you know, I was still trying to just, no, I'll get down to you. Well, this kept going on, kept going on, kept going on until I finally made it all the way back down to Jacksonville, Florida. And I was so out of my mind at that point from these attacks and this fear that I actually checked myself into a hospital in Jacksonville, Florida. When I checked myself in, I told them, you know, I've shared with them what what had all conspired. And uh, I asked them to put me in harnesses because this thing was so scary, I didn't even know who I was anymore. I didn't know if I could hurt somebody. And so I had them strap me down. Well, they did a CAT scan. And they said, you have had a stroke. And so the next day they said that they want to do an MRI where they actually inject you with the dye and run you through a machine to get a better picture of what's going on in your head. So they did this. And they come back and they said I had some sort of capsule in my head. And... At this point, you know, the devil is pumping so much garbage in my head trying to get me to believe a lie. He was trying to get me to believe that this was some sort of alien abduction that happened to me and this is what's causing all this. And he's trying to get me to believe that they've implanted some sort of thing in my head, some sort of capsule to control my mind. And so he's planting all these thoughts in my mind. And then they're telling me, I've got this in your head. You know, this has happened to you. And the next day, they come in, and they said that I had the symptoms of a person with AIDS. And at that point, this is when I spoke out of my mouth. I said, it wouldn't surprise me if I had a stroke. It wouldn't surprise me if I had some sort of capsule in my head. And it wouldn't surprise me if I had AIDS. I says, because everything that you come up with medically discredits everything that I told you that happened to me. 
the next day they come in and release me because they said they couldn't find anything wrong with me. Everything that they originally said that had happened to me, God washed it clean. There was nothing wrong with me. I had an experience with the true and living God. Well, they didn't even try to pin it on stress, huh? Uh, well, they tried to pin it on too much caffeine. They were saying I was drinking way too much coffee. <laughs> so anyway, they decided to release me. Uh, they let me go home with my parents. But they said uh, one stipulation, you had to go see a psychiatrist. And so we go and, oh, the last thing they did before I left, they did a, um, uh, what do they call that when they stick the needle in your spine? What's that? Uh, like a spinal tap. Spinal tap. Spinal tap. They did a spinal tap. Uh, that was what they did the last day before I left. The spinal tap made me so sick. Oh, I was just horribly sick. I couldn't stand up or I'd just get sick. Mm -hmm. So anyway, they take me to this psychiatrist, still sick, can't stand up, had to lay down the whole time. And it just got so bad that my mom had to take me back to the hospital. So she takes me back to the hospital and, and uh, go to the emergency room. And it was just so busy they couldn't take me in. So just laid there on the couch in the emergency room for a while. And once I laid down for a while, I got feeling better. So I looked at my mom and said, uh, I feel better now. You ready to get out of here? <laughs> so we left. And uh, never went back to the psychiatrist. Uh, never did any kind of, uh, well, at one point, uh, somebody was trying to give me some sort of medication for this. But when I started taking the medication, the problem with that is I quit hearing the voice. And I'm like, uh-uh, this isn't going to work because I want to hear that voice. And so got back off the medication and just started seeking after the things of God and doing what he was teaching me to do in my own repentance of apologizing to people that I've sinned against in my life, uh, anyone that I have wronged, you know, financially or whatever, anything that I could make right, any of the wrongs that I'd done all my life. He was just leading me through repentance. And, you know, even that, I would talk to people and they're like, well, no, you ain't got to do that. I mean, God doesn't require that of us. I'm like, that's what he's wanting me to do. And so that's what I'm going to do. I mean, they were, you know, I would say I was, you know, the typical person. And I'll give you an example. You know, uh, at one point in my life, uh, back in high school, I uh, got into uh, swapping price tags at a, a retail store to where you could buy something cheaper. Mm -hmm. Well, the Lord led me back to those people and confessed to them and pay them back what I thought that I owed them for the wrong that I'd done. And so, like I say, he was just leading me through repentance. Mm -hmm. And through that obedience... Then he has just taken me beyond that, and he has given me a ministry to do, which is doing Jesus T-shirts. That actually came about back in uh, 2004. I was visiting a church down in Bradenton, Florida, called uh, Christian Retreat. 
that was founded by uh, Gerald Durstein. I'd actually read a book by him at one point that was just so powerful and so moving that I just had to go there. And so I went down this church, and now uh, Phil Durstein, which is his son, or Durstein, which is his son, is actually the head pastor down there. And so the first time I went to visit at this place, the after the service, I went up and was talking with the pastor, and he wanted to pray with me. And so I'm like, okay. And, you know, and this is still pretty new to me. I was, uh, let's see, I was born again in 2001. This was in 2004. So I only had three years worth of spiritual growth. And so for somebody to prophesy, that was kind of strange too. And so he prophesies. He says, the Lord's going to show you something in a dream or a vision within the week that he wants you to do. And I'm like, okay. So walk out of the church. At the time, I had a uh, Chevrolet van. So I got to my van, and just as soon as I climbed up in the van, I just felt so tired that I had to lay down. So I laid down, and just as soon as I fell asleep, I have this experience, I would call it uh, being in the spirit, where I was actually taken out of my physical body, and I was taken out in front of this community where this church is, and they have a sign out there that says, uh, Christian Retreat, Christian Community. And I'm standing there with the Lord, and he says, how do you know these people were Christians? And I pointed at the sign. I says, because I saw the sign. And so at that point, I came out of the dream, but he had implanted it within my spirit that he wanted me to start displaying on my body that I was a Christian. And so for six months, that went back and forth. I'm like... Uh, no, Lord, I'm not going to do that because every time I mess up, it's a reflection on you. And so I tried reasoning, and mm-hmm. uh, when God wants you to do something, it's better just to do it, you know, because <laughs> it's actually for your good. It don't seem like it's for your good because we're thinking in our own fleshly nature you know, our uh, thoughts or his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And so you just think in your own fleshly nature that, no, I don't want to be doing that. And so anyway, I decided to go make up some shirts. And so I went to a printer and I asked them what it was going to cost to have this done. And they said, uh, if you do at least 12 of whatever you're going to do, then we won't charge you a setup charge, so that'll save you 20 bucks on whatever it is you're going to do. And so I'm like, okay, that sounds pretty good. I'll, I want to do four different scripture verses. And I gave her the verses, and that was going to go on the back of the shirt. At this point, I wasn't thinking about anything on the front. I just didn't even dawn on me. And she asked me, she says, well, would you like something on the front of the shirt? And just instantly, I said, yeah, put Jesus on the front. I had no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I go to pick up these shirts, and it's like, boom. She picks this thing up and holds it in front of me. I'm like, wow. 100 font. Right. I said, that'll get it done. And so anyway, I load these shirts up in my car. And just as soon as I started driving away from this printer, 
the Lord speaks to him and he says, all right, start giving them away. And I'm like, wow, that sounds like a cool idea. <laughs> so uh, anyway, the first experience I had uh, giving them away was in Orlando at a McDonald's. And that's kind of funny because I just gave away some of McDonald's last night in Orlando or a pop anyway. But I went in this uh, McDonald's, and it was on a Sunday evening, and there was a three teenagers standing at the counter as I walked in the door. And they saw me with my shirt on, and they go, wow, I love that shirt. And I'm like, you want one? And they're like, yeah, 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 how much are they? I said, they're free. I said, just come out in my car, I'll give you one. And so they followed me out of the car. Well, they had just come from church, and they had a Bible study on Sunday night. So a bunch more of the kids <laughs> from the Bible study showed up. And so I had enough shirts. Give every one of them a shirt. And it was so cool because, you know, they, they got so excited about it that the kids start saying, well, I'm going to wear mine to school tomorrow. And then all the rest of them go, well, if you're going to wear yours to school, I'm going to wear mine to school too. So I'm like, wow, Lord, this is cool. They're going to wear these things to school and start being a witness in school, which they seriously need witnesses in school. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Amen, brother. And so that just really got me going. It got me excited about it. And so uh, I just started making it more. I think the next batch of them that I ended up making, you know, started out with 48 of these things. I think the next batch I made was actually 300 of them. And I carried them into church that I was attending at the time, and they about knock you down trying to get one because they just... Uh, they get really crazy. I mean, you give away something for free. You want to see some people going crazy. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. They will trample you. It's like a... Uh, uh, Feeding frenzy? Well, it's like the uh, day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, here they go. There you go. <laughs> get out of the way. Uh, but uh, it's just been such an incredible experience doing this. And the Lord just keeps giving me more and more phrases constantly to go on the backs of these shirts. Uh, I've been doing this since, um, well, 2004. Uh, back in 2007, he actually sent me to Washington, D.C. to pass these things out on the streets of D.C. And so I made up 500 shirts and headed up to D.C. And this was just a really incredible experience. Um, got up to D.C., Start driving around the National Mall. If anyone, you know, people are listening, if you know what the National Mall is in D.C., it's just kind of like the big tourist trap down by the Capitol building where everybody goes to big experience grassy, D.C. Big grassy area where the right. Smithsonian is right. and all that. Yeah, uh, just don't go walking about six blocks north or six blocks mm -hmm. east or west. Or Well, actually, you can go west. If you go that way, you can fall in the river. But the rest of the areas, you got some really bad neighborhoods right around there. Sure. But uh, anyway, so I go to that area, and I'm driving around, driving around, trying to find a place to park, and couldn't find a place to park. And so finally I went down by the Potomac River and found a place to park. And I'd made up some signs before I went up there that said, uh, Free Jesus Shirts. And so I was putting these shirts in the windows of my car, and one of these tourist trams pulled up right in front of me. And these people see me putting these mm -hmm. signs in my window, so they get really excited about that. And they said, hey, we want a shirt. So I gave away, I don't know, maybe 25 shirts to these people in the tram. 
And I'm like, oh, wow, this is getting better now. So uh, I get back in my car, go back up to uh, the Central Park again, and I'm going around and around and around and around. Still can't find a place to park. So I started getting frustrated, and I said, Lord, did you really send me up here? Because this just ain't working out. So he tells me to go have some lunch and then come back and try again after lunch. I'm like, well, that sounds like a great idea. I love food, so here we go. Hmm. I get on I-395, which kind of dead ends right in central D.C., and I start heading south on 395, which takes you past the Pentagon. And I go a few more exits past Pentagon, and I go down to this exit where there was a Chili's. So I go and have lunch, and after having lunch, I pulled back out on the street. And just as soon as I pulled out on the street, there was a Hess gas station on my right-hand side. And I looked down at my gas gauge, and I thought, well, if I'm going to get stuck just driving around, I guess I better get some gas. So I pull in this Hess gas station, and this uh, other guy pulls in behind me. And he says, hey, do you know Gary Hannigan? And I said, no. He goes, well, he's got a a Chrysler PT Cruiser like what you got with Jesus all over it like what you got. And he goes around handing out free Jesus T-shirts like what you're doing. <laughs> I said, you, <laughs> you got to be kidding. And he says, no. Nah. And I says, well, do you have his phone number? Now, he had only met this guy one time at some sort of Christian event up there in D.C. And he had his phone number. And so anyway, I got this guy's phone number. You know, and I start heading back into central D.C. And I call him up and I said, hey, my name's so-and-so. I'm from Florida. I got a PT cruiser with Jesus all over it. And the Lord sent me up to D.C. to pass out Jesus T-shirts on the streets of D.C. And he goes, no way. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we planned on meeting. After we talked a little while, we planned on meeting later on that afternoon. I told him I was going to go into D.C. and finish, you know, giving away some of these shirts. And so I get off the phone with him, and I call my mom that lives in Leesburg, Florida. And I'm sharing with her, there's another guy, same kind of car, doing the same thing. And she goes, no way. There can't be two of you. And so I talked to her for a little while, get off the phone with her. I call another sister from a church I used to attend in Mount Dora. And I'm sharing with her about this other guy. Meanwhile, I get stuck in this massive traffic jam right in front of the Pentagon. And it was just one of those traffic jams where you stop, you move about two feet, and you stop again. You move another two feet, and you stop again. And I'm talking to this sister on the phone, and I said, you know what? Oh, oh, I was telling her the whole experience with Brother Gary. And she says, well, how's it going with the Jesus T-shirts given away? And I said, well, it's really not going real good, but you know what? This would be a good place to hand them out, right in the middle of this traffic jam. And just as soon as those words came out of my mouth, <laughs> a girl in the car next to me gets my attention. And so I roll down the window, and she says, can I get a shirt? And I said, what size? And she says, large. Well, the large was right behind my driver's seat, so I just reached back, grabbed one, tossed it out the window to her. Well, the girl behind her saw me do that. So she pulls up there. She says, can I get one, too? I said, what's on? She says, medium. And I said, well, hang on. i got to pull over. The mediums are all the way in the back. So I pull over on the shoulder, right in front of the Pentagon now, <laughs> which I'm probably on video, I'm sure. They probably... Hope look, at so. this, look at this crazy guy there. Anyway. It's Jesus freak. <laughs> right. I pull over on the shoulder, and I opened up the back hatch of my car, 
and it was like a shark feeding frenzy. I gave away like 475 shirts in less than an hour running across four lanes of traffic. That was, you know, the traffic barely moving, but I mean, people were just hollering out of their cars, large, small, medium. <laughs> and so, you know, I just looked like a crazy man running back and forth, back and forth to the car. I mean, I was wore out, but I never had so much fun in my life. What a rush that must have been. Really? <laughs> it was incredible. You know, so I just, I, I called Brother Gary back after that and shared the whole experience with him. And so he says, brother, I've given away a lot of shirts, but I've never given away that many shirts that quick. And so I go and meet with him, and, you know, he was just thrilled. Here's somebody else that has the same calling that I have. You know, and and it's funny because we look a lot alike, too. And so anyway, he takes me to his church that Sunday because he wanted to show off that he's not the only crazy person for Jesus <laughs> on this planet, you know, because they thought he was just an absolute nut with this car all the time. And here comes somebody else with the same kind of car. With so, Jesus right, all over it. Right. So he has somebody else that can be that witness right. alongside of him. And so it's just been such an incredible experience, you know. And... Um, I ended up moving up to D.C. for about two and a half years, doing it full time up there. And while I was up there, I actually ran into two other brothers that were told to give away shirts, too. So it's not just a there's well, it's kind of hard to say how many people there are out there. I mean, maybe through this testimonial, maybe there'll be some other people that will come forth and and share their testimony as well, how God's using them to do the same thing which would be just another testimony because that would just be incredible to to meet up with everybody that God has doing this very same thing. But uh, it, It's opened up doors for you to minister to people too because you go cross-country, driving a truck, always wearing your Jesus T-shirt, and it's just an open door for conversation to share the gospel with people. Amen. You know, uh, he's given me some really cool acronyms, too, for Jesus. Uh, He actually started out, the first acronym he gave me, one day I was asking him, I said, what does God mean? You know, it's got to have some sort of meaning. And so he tells me it means good old dad. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, wow, that's cool. So I put that on shirt. You know, I got God going horizontal, and then vertically it says good old dad. And one day I was out doing some street ministry in uh, Mount Delaware, Florida. And there was another pastor out there that was doing the same thing. And so we got to talking, and I asked him, I said, hey, you know what God means? You know, I thought I really had something going there. And he's like, no, what? Go ahead. And so I shared that with him. And I gave him a shirt because I had some made up, and so I gave him a shirt. And he goes, oh, do you know what Jesus means? And I said, well, I know one version of it, but go ahead. He goes, it means justifies every sinner unto salvation. And I'm like, wow. And so I had to put that on shirts, too. (laughs) uh, Anyway, uh, since then, the Lord has given me some other acronyms for it. The first one that I had was actually, if you use the J-E, 
uh, that's Jehovah, and then going vertical with the S, that's saves, and then you got the us on the end of it, so it's Jehovah saves us. Uh, another one that he gave me, uh, had an experience with a brother talking about, uh, he was trying to tell me that Jesus wasn't the real name that we're supposed to use in the English language, because he was trying to say that the letter J has only existed for 300 years. And whenever he told me that, the Holy Spirit took over and said, that's not true. Because the book of Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun. Everything that was, or everything that was, I'm probably misquoting now. But uh, anyway, um, took over with that scripture. And after I got done talking to this guy, I walked away. The Lord started asking me, he says, how can you have joy without a J? And he said it'd just be oi. Couldn't have any joy. So then he gave me another acronym for Jesus. He's the joy everyone sees us share. And so I'm like, wow. I had to put that on shirts too. Mm-hmm. And so every time he gives me a new acronym, I just put it on shirts. And I run across other people that have acronyms too. And so everything that I gather up, I just put it on shirts and then take it and pass it out, you know, get everybody else informed as to what Jesus is and what he's done for us through his name. You know, now I'm not saying that uh, Jesus is some Hebrew name for who God is, but it's the English name that he has given us to use. And he has shown me that through the meaning, through the acronyms. Now, let's say if I spoke uh, some kind of language in the African bush or something, obviously that's not going to be the name that I would use. Because if you're singing a song to God in your own tongue and then you put Jesus in the middle of it, obviously it's not going to work. And so I believe, just, just my own belief, I believe that God is so far beyond us. He is so much more intelligent than us that if you took his name in every language on this planet, you could probably do the same thing with it in their language and break it down just like he does for us in English. Because I believe that God is that smart. Because the things that he has shown me, he is so far beyond us, we cannot even mm-hmm. comprehend. It's Isaiah. impossible. Isaiah. Amen. Higher than our thoughts. You know, it just it boggles my mind. He, he keeps me in stitches, you know, now. Uh, just keeps me in stitches all the time, just showing you different things, just constantly. But who am I? I mean, really, who am I? I'm nobody. I believe that the only reason why he shares with me what he does share with me is because I spend a lot of time on my knees and on my face before the Lord. Because he says in his word that he resists the proud but gives grace unto the humble. Amen. Amen. And I could not promote getting on your knees and on your face before the Lord enough. 
I mean, if you really want to experience God, you really want to have some fun with God, <laughs> then give him the reverence that he truly deserves. I mean, you go to the book of Revelation and you start listening to the stories about the 24 elders that sat around the throne, and it says that they fell on their faces and worshipped him mm -hmm. who sits on the throne. And if these 24 elders, which is God's elite of the elite, as I would call them, if they do that, who are we to think mm -hmm. that we don't have to? Absolutely. And my thought is um, doing this, and we spoke a little bit of this out by your car, um, is a an expense. So how do you how can you say or let us know that uh, God has blessed you in in order to be able to do this? Well, yeah, I asked you about selling them, and I said maybe we could sell them on God Stories Radio on our website. And you said I can't sell them. <laughs> well, he don't allow me to sell them, and. He didn't really tell me why, but he has shown me something since then. Uh, I listen to Christian radio uh, constantly because I'm out there on the road, and you know I'm always going from station to station, listening to informative Christian radio, uh, Christian music, you know, just anything to do with Christian. And so one day I'm listening, and there's a company, some overseas company that has a pair of jeans that the brand name of these jeans is Jesus. And they have gone to every country around the world trying to get a patent on the name Jesus. There's only one country that allowed them to have the patent, the United States. Only one. And now they're trying to keep everybody else from being able to use that name on apparel. And so I'm going, wow, Lord, you've always had me give these things away. And if I give them away, nobody can stop me. You can't be held liable. That's right. And so I'm like, wow. I mean, he has this perfect plan already set up. You know, we don't know where it's all going but he just keeps unveiling the the puzzle as you go along mm -hmm. and so i just look at that as okay you know you're you're not gonna let me make money off of this which it's so much more fun just giving him away anyway mm -hmm. you know, right he, he's, but how he, is he how has he blessed you how can you see that he has blessed you uh to be able to do this uh, I actually you know, drive a truck over the road. Uh, I work for a company, uh, Harlan Express, which is a, it's a major carrier. And I have to say, it is by far one of the best companies that I've worked for. I've been driving a truck for 18 years. Uh, Harlan Express is one that I went to work for just a couple, little over two years ago. And he has just really blessed me there. Uh, I'm giving T-shirts to people that are up in the company, you know, at the 
the main terminal out in uh, North Liberty, Iowa. So he's, you know, opened that door to where I can actually start passing them out at work, too. And nobody's ever said anything that I can't wear these things because, you know, I probably look more professional than most people out there because mm. I wear a long sleeve Jesus shirt, long pants, uh, you know, uh, try to stay relatively clean cut. So, you know, I look professional according to the world standard. And so uh, they don't ever say anything to me about it. Like I said, I give away shirts there. But uh, I don't own a home. Uh, my car is all paid for. Uh, I live in the truck most of the time because I, I don't have a place and, and I don't need one. Uh, Jesus, you know, once he started his ministry, he didn't have any place either. Mm-mm. So I don't look at it as a negative. I look at it as a positive because I can use the money that I make from driving that truck to just do his work. And so I make a pretty decent paycheck driving a truck and right. just take that money and put it towards the shirts. Well, I think you had mentioned when we were talking that uh, he keeps you rolling Yes, he does. Uh, this past winter, which is a good example, the company that I work for, uh, they're very, very safety-oriented. I mean, the, the company is just excellent in taking care of their equipment and keeping it up top-notch. Top uh, wintertime, snowstorm comes in. If you're in the area where these snowstorms come through, they'll shut you down. They don't let you drive. They don't want their trucks in the ditch. They don't want them on ice. They don't want them in bad weather. So... If you're in one of those areas, they just shut you down. This past winter, every time a snowstorm would come in, I'd go south. Every time the snowstorm would leave, I'd go back north. And he did that with me all winter long. I never had an experience where I had to shut down all winter long. That was your blessing. That was my blessing. Absolutely. Do you still get the power rushes? I do from time to time. Uh, it's just like, you know, he gives you a little taste of it, just to let, let you know it's still He's there. still there, yeah. right. Now, I do know that he has given me the gift of healing because I have used that. Uh, when I first figured out that I had it, my sister, I uh, was helping her move her daughter one weekend, and my sister had a bad headache. And so... I asked her, I said, well, you want me to pray for you? And she said, well, it can't hurt. So I actually laid my hands up on the the temple of her head, Mm -hmm. and I started praying for her. And she said that she could feel tingling coming through my fingers as I was praying for her. And as soon as I got done praying for her, her headache was gone. And every person that I have ever laid hands on for a headache and prayed for, the Lord's taking her headache away. Now, I haven't raised the dead or anything, but uh, I can't say that that's not possible. No, it's not, because the Bible does says we, we will do more than what he did. That's right. You know, and the, you know, the power sensation, like I say, he'll just give me a little taste of it every now and then. Just let me know it's still there, you know, to the magnitude of what I experienced it the first time. Uh, he's never, you know, he hasn't given me that full taste of it. In a long time, you know, like I say, to that magnitude. But you go in the Scripture, and he actually says that that power is for the age to come. It's for the age to come. So it's like, okay, you know, it's you're, you're just getting a little small piece of it here. 
If he let you know everything up front, he'd blow your mind. Uh, well, I'd just be a big trumpet. I'd yeah. be telling everybody. You know, I, would, I wouldn't be able to keep my mouth shut. It, it doesn't do any good for him to tell me anything that somebody else is going to hear about. Because I, I just, with the things of God, I just can't keep a secret. I mean, you think about when Jesus, he would heal somebody and he said, go and tell nobody. Right. The first thing they do is, you know, they'd have to tell everybody. And, and I'm the same way, you know. So I don't know how I could ever even get to the point of keeping my mouth shut unless I just totally lost my voice. That would probably be about the only way. And then I'd start sign language. I'd try to figure out some, some Man, brother, to... you got an amazing voice. I'll tell you <laughs> yeah, what. Really? You're going to do some voiceovers for us. Uh, Reminds well. me of Trace Atkins. Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's that low deep. Well, it's all for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. And there we uh, go. So, session 57. <laughs> All right. Wow. Um, we do have a uh, donate button out there. Yes, we do. And GSR needs a home. We need a home, and that's what we're praying for. So yeah. if you feel the Holy Spirit leading you to uh, push the button, please do. And thank you. Also, too, next week we're going to be setting up our online store, and we'll be talking to... Uh, JD about maybe uh, um, co-oping some, some uh, t-shirts. t-shirts. Yes, and Anthony Ippolito has donated some photos, some wonderful nature photos, and I think we're going to take and put um, blocks of scripture on the bottom and um, have those for sale so that um, you can just donate and get something in return and feel good about it. Absolutely. So you can get in touch with us at GodStoriesRadio at Gmail or GodStoriesRadio.com, or you can tweet us. At, at uh, GodStoriesRadio. At GodStoriesRadio. Facebook. Um, like us on Facebook. Please do like us on Facebook. Let us know you're listening. Um, yes, give, give us, us some a shout out like uh, Lily did. We really appreciate that. And uh, let us know you're listening and that, that you're that you're fired up like we are. Yeah. And uh, JD, we just want to thank you for coming out tonight and man, you you just been a blessing all the way around. Thank you for the t-shirts. Thank and you. We'll wear them with pride we Saturday will. night. We're going to wear WTLN. them over to WTLN and uh, Pastor Johnny and Pastor Vic, uh, they're going to be eat up with envy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just been a pleasure. Uh, I mean I mean to serve God is it's it's such an exciting thing, but it's also such a humbling thing at times. I mean, sometimes it's like a roller coaster. You know, you can get on that spiritual high and, and just be having so much joy, but then, you know, you also go through experiences where you're just in so much anguish for the things that you see around you, and you can truly appreciate what Jesus did for us. You know, it says that he was a man of many sorrows. You know, uh, being a Christian isn't going to be this full of joy experience all the time. It's just not. And so for anyone that might be struggling in their walk, you know, they're on these highs and lows and highs and lows and highs and lows. That's part of growing in the grace of God. You're going to have that. It's just going to happen. Uh but just be encouraged knowing that he tells us that he will never leave us 
or never forsake us. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Joshua 1 9. Well, there you go. No, no better way to pro, uh, close a program than than scripture. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, JD. Yes, JD. We look forward to spending a lot more time with you. And maybe believe, you can come I believe back. It'll from, happen. Come back from time to time and give us uh, some updates. You know, some updates and testimonies and and um, I just want to feel that the power rush. Amen. I really do. Well, I know. Lay, have you was, lay hands on me before you get out of here tonight. So When he was talking about the still small voice, I thought, you know, some people wait an entire lifetime and never experience that. Mm. I mean, think about That's mind-blowing. Amen. So. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. This was a great hour, a quick hour. But... Um, Thank you, J.D., once again for coming on the program. Not everybody says yes, and I kind of know why you were supposed to be here in person now. Amen. So, amen. Well, that wraps it up for Session 57. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. God bless. God bless. Like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through, God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire Just to know you and to make you known We lift your name on high Shine like the sun, make darkness run and hide To show them who you are So living water flowing through God, we thirst for more of you Fill our hearts and flood our souls With one desire Just to Love unstoppable, anything is possible. Joy on